Hello, this is Danny at Logical Soccer Investing. And today I have a world famous guest on the show, the account that we all know and love in Holland, we trust Holland 316, but in the streets of Germany, they know him as Casey. And he is he is here with us today on the podcast. Casey, how you doing, man? Danny, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Um, to all my fans out there, um, thanks for tuning in. And uh, to all the haters and losers out there, um, as I would say, you guys can suck it. But you're going to have to listen to me for a bit, so... Oh man, you, you okay? Just on that alone, you know, audience, you're gonna want to tune in for the rest of this episode because, man, we're just we're in for it. So I'm gonna get right to it. Uh, well, first, actually, I, it would be nice to know a little bit of context about you because I know a lot of people are interested in 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 who you are. So, uh, can you tell us a little bit about how you got into the soccer card collecting hobby? Yeah. So, um, okay. So, like a lot of people here, um, I grew up like into cards or collectibles so like when i was a kid um i had a background already in sports cards so i was been collecting cards since the age of six or seven years old uh, my dad would take me to the to the card shop and with my brother and, and we'd we'd collect stuff but then you know as you get older you you know they're cards you get out of it um so it was it was a long hiatus um and the story of of how I got into soccer cards or stickers is just something I could have never thought of like a year ago. Um, so I was living in Austria and um, a friend of mine messages me and he's like, Hey, uh, can I order, like, can I have a friend order some stuff to your residence in Austria? You can only get stuff and it can only be ordered to Austria. And I'm just like, okay like what's this guy ordering and he's like he's ordering soccer stickers and i'm like <laughs> what like soccer you mean like soccer cards and he's like no soccer stickers and i'm like oh i'm like what do i gotta do he's like oh you just gotta like forward them to like us in north america like when uh whenever they arrive and i'm like uh like okay <laughs> and so he's like, here, I'll just put you in touch with this guy. And so I got, got in touch with this guy. He's, he's, he's now a friend now, and he's a big collector um, in the soccer card world. And um, so he starts ordering stuff to my house and they're like, uh, I'm not opening anything. Um, and I'm just like, dude, like, what are you ordering to my house? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, like, what's in this? Like, he's like drugs, some... of course. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> like, honestly, like, I thought there was like smallpox or like cocaine in these envelopes. <laughs> and, uh, he's like, you'll, you'll know, uh, he's like, just open one and you'll understand. And I'm like, at this point they hadn't like, at this point, I'm just like, okay. So like I open it up and it's like an Erling Halan sticker. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, it's a panini sticker. Like, I knew I know what panini stickers are, but I'm like, okay, like well, it's Halan. <laughs> like, what's so special about this? And this is this is in May of 2020 for context. Wow. Um, and so I go to eBay and I just type it in, and I'm like, oh, 
wait, I'm like, so, so I'm like, wait <laughs> for a sticker. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, holy shit. So anyway, so we get to talking and it just led me down this massive rabbit hole, um, to the point where, um, I ended up basically cleaning out areas of Austria of foosball stickers, uh, searching for Holland stickers and sealed boxes. And I now have too many. Okay. <laughs> Man, what a guy to collect though. What a guy to collect. See, when I first started collecting uh, soccer, I just collected Colombian players. Like what, a, what a terrible thing to do. You know? I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but, I, I don't know why you'd want to do that. Yeah. Well, actually it's not, it's not been too bad. Um, and I think, I think there's some upside, but like a lot of the players I initially started collecting, it was like Freddie Rincon, Spria, people that you probably don't know and people that not many people care about, you know, but, <laughs> but it meant something to me at the time. So sure. Holland is a good guy to collect for sure. Well, that's really interesting. So your friend sent you a, was sending packages to get delivered to you and then you opened up and it was like music played in the background when you first opened that first sticker of Holland and not really <laughs> until you search eBay then the music started yeah, I had forward. I had to search eBay so like just to get a little deeper into the background part so like like I was I'm I was well aware of the the card market and what was going on um in at that time because like a lot of people I like listen occasionally to Gary Vee and in the summer of 2019 I'm listening to one of his podcasts and he's and he's touting sports cards he's like the market's gonna boom he's like this is where I'm investing in and he's like especially with Zion and basketball he's like it, it's gonna get huge the market's already heating up and I'm like so I so I call my brother because this was like a to say that we were into sports cards as kids is a little bit of an understatement. Like we were super into it. Like we, it was, it was a big thing in our lives. Um, so I call my brother and I'm like, Hey, like listen to this podcast. I'm like, what do you think about getting back into sports cards? And I'm, he's like, no, nah, like no way. He's like, and my brother's a pretty big investor okay. in different entrepreneurial things. He's okay. like, he's like, no way. He's like, it's not, he's like, we, because we lived through the junk wax era sure um and he's like it's just it's not gonna happen blah 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 and i'm like no no i think there's a thing here so anyways like sure enough when when the zion rookie cards start dropping and you see the prices on ebay just exploding in, in the winter time and i'm looking at these prices I'm not buying anything i'm just like okay like there's something here but at that time i'd been out so long i'm like i i, I had honestly had no clue where to start <laughs> Um, and then when I figured out being in Austria during Corona and there's these Holland stickers that are going for absurd amounts online for a sticker and the cost of getting them was 90 cents a pack. Wow. And I'm like, I'm like, I have access to like, <laughs> I'm like, wow, wow, I got to spend a few grand here to, to make several, um, how many so are you talking about here? Like, just, just give us a roundabout number. Like how many, how many Holland stickers do you have of this? You so like a hundred or something? No, no, not that crazy. I have, I have 20 first print stickers. Mm -hmm. I had, I ended up getting about 30 to 40 second print stickers, mm -hmm. sold all of those. 
the third print stickers, I had probably ooh, way more because we bought ooh, probably we actually probably had my brother between my brother and I because we co-invested on those. We probably had at least probably close to 100 third print stickers, mm-hmm. um, sealed boxes, probably only 15 at this point um, because the other crazy part of the whole May june buying up as much foosball as i could was there was a major player in the cart in the soccer card market who many people know i won't say who it is <laughs> um, i got connected with him on uh facebook and he literally just said go buy as many as you can and i'll take them all and oh, okay. he agreed on a price and so i I did him a solid and, and got him what he wanted. And at the same time, he compensated me very generously um, at end market rate. Um, but so what I have now is probably, you know, less than half of what I, you know, sold. Wow. <laughs> um, Cause like nobody collects in Austria, like maybe like sure. five people. Well, let's, uh, this is this is really fascinating because I want to unpack this a little bit because it's this is yeah, unique, sure. this is unique story. Um, so typically, what I hear from people living in Europe is they're always complaining, right? They're saying, "Well, it costs so much money to get the cards here. We don't have access to those type of cards. You know, how can we how can we compete, Americans? It's so easy to get this stuff." And you're in a situation where you realize you have tons of access. To these, to these Austrian stickers of, of Holland, and then you're buying them up and you're making a lot of profit from it because you saw an opportunity there that maybe a lot of other people didn't see. While a lot of other people maybe focused at the time, like in May, maybe on the card market and trying to get these cards from the States, you're thinking, you know, what do I have here? We have stickers. So let's just get as many as we can. And then you ended up profiting from that. So I think, I think that's really fascinating. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah. And, and to be honest, that basically being able to sell a bunch of that stuff with all that access I had funded everything I have now, like that was my, basically my seed money. Um, like, so it was, and the, I didn't start purchasing soccer cards probably until after about probably over a month of buying up as many stickers as I could. I hadn't even looked into like the actual card market at that point. So like, and, and my, like I said, my brother and I, we were talking every day about this stuff and we were wheels were spinning in our heads and we're trying to figure out like where to go with this. Um, because we, because it was just the Holland stickers for a long time or it felt like a long time. And then eventually, like, I had to leave Austria to go back, like, I'm from North America, like, I'm, as you can hear. And so, like, I wasn't going to have access to these stickers for, forever. Like, so, like, literally, like, I knew my time frame of how long I was in Austria before I had to go home. And I was literally, when I was not working, I was in my car, dragging my girlfriend with me <laughs> all over Austria buying stickers and the the best part about this was or one of the funniest parts about this was my my girlfriend thought I was absolutely crazy because she 
is like she's Austrian and like anybody else, you walk in the grocery store, you see the stickers, you just walk past them. Like wow. nobody, nobody buys them. Like literally those foosball stickers, I probably walked past them every day from the release until May, several months before I under, and, and they had not moved. They were there for months. Oh my god! And like, and and I remember, and I remember, like, I would always glance there. I'm like, maybe one day they'll have like actual cards. And if <laughs> a pack of cards, like, you know, maybe one day I'll just buy a soccer, a pack of soccer cards for kicks. But yeah. I'm like, no, they're just stickers. I'm like, I'm not like I'm not twelve or I'm not ten. I'm not gonna go like get Yay, my messy stickers, yeah, <laughs> yeah, like get my messy sticker put in my lunchbox, like or whatever. <laughs> um so like it was so so that was you know my mindset before that and then literally like it was hilarious like I'd be driving all over the place I'd go to all the grocery stores and tobacco shops and I'd be like in in Deutsch I'd be like oh hey do you have uh do you have uh foosball stickers and they're like oh we have the they're like uh euro preview like this is what we have. I'm like nine, 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 like baseball. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, okay, like how many do you want? Like one. I'm like, I want all of them. And they're like, <laughs> they're like what? Like, really? like give me them all. And I'm like, and do you have any more back boxes in the back? And they're like, let me. I'm like really? I'm like yeah. Like, check. Like, they're like, yeah, we have uh, five boxes here, and I see like five sealed boxes, and I'm like, yep, let's go. Like oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, what type yeah. of prices were you getting them at? Uh, a box is 45 euros. Oh my gosh. Um, and I, and I bet, I would bet that in certain parts of Austria, you can still walk into a grocery store and still find them because I was still, I mean, the cat's out of the bag. Like there are anyone who collects in Austria has definitely cleaned out certain areas. Like I, sure. I cleaned out my area, um, when I went to Vienna, like I didn't live far from Vienna when I went to Vienna and like, yeah. I literally hit up the entire city. Hmm. There was a lot of places that were already cleaned out. Um, wow. but, uh, yeah, I mean, some places I hit absolute pater. It was like hilarious. I'm just like, this place <laughs> got four sealed boxes. I'm like, let's go baby. <laughs> like, yeah, well that's, that's fascinating. Cause I mean, that might be a worthwhile now, I need to check out quarantine laws going into Austria at this point and see uh, it might be profitable to just hit, go there and hit them all up or maybe not. <laughs> that was the best part was nobody could come into Austria. Wow. Was, uh, <laughs> they couldn't <yeah>. come again. <laughs> wow, so you, like, had, you had a monopoly on the market. Nice. Yeah. Very nice. Wow. Yeah. Pretty much like I was willing to spend. So yeah. Um, wow. That, that's, yeah. that's an incredible story. Incredible. Uh, well, thank you for sharing. So <laughs> we're going to get into some questions now. Um, so I planned some questions out. So I'm just going to ask, ask you these questions. I want you to come up with the first thing that comes into your mind and just let me know what your answers are. Here we go. Who is better? Okay. So we're going to go with Erling Holland or Kylian Mbappe. Erling Holland. <laughs> like by by a lot, by a little bit. I mean, what are you thinking here? How big is a soccer field? The um, soccer field is let's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's just let's just put it this way. When when Mbappe's playing on the kids' pitch, uh Holland's playing with the big boys, so 
Okay. All right. Has a, you know, league, league in. Okay. Yeah. I mean, what is that? Farmer's league. Yeah. Who cares? Okay. Uh, so let's go with Erling Holland or his teammate, the goal scorer today. I, I don't know what the game ended up as. Do you know the score of the game? It was two one when I turned it off. Um, Oh, they won or lost. They're, oh my God. They fought base. Okay. They're playing so trash right now. They're, mm. The team is just legit trash right now. Like they cannot get Halan the ball. It's embarrassing. Oof. Um, and their defense is Swiss cheese, no goaltending. Like they're playing Hoffenheim today. That's like, is that even a real, like, yeah, no. embarrassing, <laughs> embarrassing. Yeah. Um, that's right. That's right. Is he that's better rough. than Sancho? Sancho, like, honest, Sancho like yeah. straight up. I think Sancho is so overrated. <laughs> like he literally, he has one job. He's playing against these trash teams. He just needs to lob the ball in the box to the biggest fucking guy on the field and he can't even do it <laughs> like put it to an area just put it to an area he'll go <laughs> no he'll, he'll dish off to bellingham back to sancho <laughs> over kick the ball by you know a few yards like yeah all right well said well said well played Oh, play. okay. It's like getting Holland win that win that one. Okay, how about this one? The other, let's look at the other young prospect in the tops tops Crown UEFA set. Uh, are you thinking who's better, Erling Holland <laughs> or Ansu Fati? Ansu Fati with one knee or two knees? <laughs> let's say uh, let's say two knees. How about that? I do like Fati. I do like Fati. Yeah. Okay. Arius to no Erling. So he, he beats he beats Holland, right? He's not Erling. No. No, okay. he does not beat Erling. <laughs> okay, how about how about the most talk about talked about young in these days? Uh the the British man himself, Phil Foden. Oh, I love Phil or, EAF. Or, or Erling or Erling Holland. What do you think? What are you thinking? Well, I okay, so you know, obviously Erling, but <laughs> caveat caveat um huge phil foden fan yeah um but i just gassed a bunch of his rookie cards so i'm so you know rest in peace my investment uh, you did uh, okay the optic stuff uh i just had a bunch of donruss base um okay. but i yeah i mean after that game, for like what thing, 20 euros or so um well i sold them in in, in the u.s um oh, sold them for about 30 bucks a piece yeah them for 10 bucks a piece so great it's great worked out well i think yeah yeah i i, I like phil Foden a lot i've been getting his um actually his wccf cards and match attacks cards just because it's its earliest stuff oh you know? whoa, whoa, whoa. i know i know i know i just said that i just said that it's just so early that's what i like about it and they're real i mean they're short printed hard to attain and uh, i don't know that that's me though we'll get into that later though all right how about this the proven Legend Robert Lewandowski, Lewandowski, or Erling Holland. What are you thinking? Okay, so I love I love Big Lou. Mm -hmm. Love Big Lou. Now here's the thing. Erling Holland is a better, younger Robert Lewandowski. Oof. Okay. Like don't, don't get me wrong. Lewandowski, Lewandowski is sick. He is a surgeon on the field. Like, yes. but he is, 
he's he's just not like Erling's just doing what he's doing. Ten like twelve years younger, or eleven years younger, or whatever it is. Like sure, yeah. Like it's, but but to lose credit, I mean, he is the man on the best team in Europe, and he's getting better. <laughs> that's, that's yeah, the he's getting, thing. He's getting, getting better. He's getting better with age. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So if if Holland can can do that, I mean, that would be incredible. That do man, you know what? That would be great. So like, honestly, like. Lewandowski is so underrated. Like, just I know, like this is like I'm an Erling Holland, like truther, Stan, whatever you want to call it. But but Lewandowski is so underrated. Like, he gets, and it's not just the hobby stuff. And everybody says this guy's underrated. This guy's yeah, okay. Everybody is like we know, like hobby wise, everybody's underrated. Great, fantastic. But as a player, I think Lewandowski just gets like significantly less love than other top players. I agree. Yeah, I agree. I, I think I think for that matter, a lot of people on in the in the Bundesliga do like early um Robert Lewandowski's been incredible year in, year out, win stuff, win scores an unbelievable amount of goals, really gets no love. Also, Thomas Müller. Uh Müller yeah. really doesn't get that much love either. And he's like he's ugly. and he's <laughs> like what would you say? It's because he's ugly. Because he's like <laughs> I've heard people say that, you know, but he's funny too. So <laughs> All right, so next one. Here we go. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo. Let's change up the question, actually. All right, all right. Cristiano Ronaldo at the age of 20 <laughs> or Erling Holland now? Numbers back up Holland. Okay, bet. All right, how about this one? Lionel Messi at the age of 20 or Erling Holland? Oh, he's thinking. He's thinking. He's pausing. I got to think for a hot sec. Messi had way better supporting cast at 20. <laughs> we can't argue that. No, that's that's the truth right there. That's that's true. That's true. Hold on. He doesn't have an Iniesta, that's for sure. Jaden Sancho is not Iniesta. <laughs> is, he, is he a quarter Iniesta? <laughs> Okay. All right. So here we go. Ready? Age of 20. Erling Holland or Pele? <laughs> He's thinking again. <laughs> See, this is like that. Okay. That is like literally the, the one question where like, I actually like really have to think about that one. Cause this guy was like dominating men at the age of 17. That's true. Won a World Cup. How old was he when he won the World Cup? 18? I think he was 17, right? 17. Wow. That's crazy. I don't care about winning, like the whole winning events. Like that's a team thing. Mm -hmm. But he was like, he was dominating at that age. Yes, he was. Um, I don't like to, the one, okay. So like just as a sports person, this is real talk right now. Mm -hmm. I, I don't like to compare eras that are so far off. Of course, of course. Um, like because the game's completely different. How can you compare? Different. Different we're we're physical, they're physical beasts now compared to how they were back then. Yeah, if, I mean, if you like, like real talk, if you took Holland twenty in twenty twenty one, I guess the years, and you throw him back to nineteen fifty eight, oh, you own it. He would destroy everyone. <laughs> he would he would treat those teams in the World Cup like Hon, like he treated Honduras and 
in the under 20. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Like, it's the truth scored, right there. He scored nine goals in the game in 1958. And like, if you, if you don't think so, then you're just dumb. Like just yeah. go watch a game in 58 and go watch a game. Now it's like, it's a different sport. Sure. And that's so much respect to Pele and what he did in his time. It's amazing. And he could probably transport to 2021 and be a stud now. Mm-hmm. But all that being said, <laughs> you took, if you took like, if you took like the fifth hundredth, not even, okay. If you took the thousandth to 1500 best players in the world today and put them back to 1958, they would probably be, they'd probably be some of the best, like the best players in the world in 1958. Sure. Sure. And I, and I think to speak on that matter, you see it in a lot of sports. I think the best way to figure it out is just look at track and field times, right? You look at the track, the top track and field athletes back then compared to now. I mean, we could see concrete, you know, Usain Bolt was at nine, nine fifty eight in the hundred meter. Uh, what is, what is, what was the previous high then? It was over 10 seconds probably. Um, so I think, I think that says a lot about just, just sports, you know, uh, training, nutrition, everything. Holland is, is a, is a beast among beasts, speed unparalleled. I mean, and then with that speed, amazing control, touch on the ball, all these things that you want to see in a player. So, yeah, I understand. So basically what you're saying is that Pele, what a legend, Erling Holland. So much respect. And, and, and do you know what, like just what he was doing creatively, and that's why I believe like if he took Pele from there and put him in like today's game and he'd still be a stud is because just his creativity level, his, the way he thought the game was just that transcends time. Sure. Yeah. And like I skill is one thing, skill, physical, physicality, all that stuff. That's, you can't compare that, but the way guys think the mind creativity, I mean, the greats, the ultimate, like the top, top grades, like they would transcend, they can play in any era. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Another question. Will Denmark, no, Denmark, Denmark, whoa. will Norway, <laughs> are, we, are we Christian Eriksen fans here? <laughs> will they have international success? In, in what year? In let, let's say during the time of Erling Holland's reign, Will they have international success? When I say success, I mean, I'm talking about uh, finals in the Euro, like making maybe top four in the World Cup. Like uh, in his lifetime. Okay. So, hmm. World Cup 2026, aren't they expanding to like 48 teams? Yes. Okay. So you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> there is a um, chance. <laughs> so there's I'm a chance. reference, everyone. Come on. Yeah. um i mean ultimately like if i'm gonna like now that i I just went on a little real talk tangent um i I mean 2026 is so far out one okay i don't know i mean turkey made it to the final four one year yeah they did i mean if turkey if turkey makes to the final four i guess anybody can get hot you know um, if they they can make final four they can win it too i mean who knows right Boom. Yeah. Here we go. You heard it now. Erling Holland 2026. <laughs> World Cup you know what? Boom. What, what I will say, though, is when Holland is going full beast mode in front of the American fans in 2026, it's going to be game over to his prices. It's true. Because he will carry the team to at least a couple wins. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. All right. 
is Holland going to stay at BVB forever? And if he doesn't, <laughs> where will he go? Um, if we're up to me, he would stay at Befa Bay forever because... I mean, he just looks sick in those kits. I mean, the black and yellow, blonde hair, yeah. drifting in the wind, dominating like shitty Bundesliga <laughs> clubs. Shifting in the wind, yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that'd be sweet. But uh, I obviously he's going to transfer. Um, the question was, who's he going to transfer Where, to? Where's he going to go? Where's he going to go? Yeah, if Real, he goes he's gonna to go to Real. Okay, La Liga's dying. Like, let's be honest here. Like, okay. Ray, he's going I mean, Premier Ray, League then, right? I hope he goes to the EPL. Okay. And I hope he makes a lot of, you know, Man United or Man City fans really happy. That's <laughs> that's where I really want him to go because I want him to play with good players. If he goes to Chelsea, I'm going to, like, lose my mind because that team's an absolute mess. <laughs> and, but I love the idea of him and Man U with Fernandez and Rashford, I think they would compliment him well. In Man City, I think with Phil Foden and De Bruyne, or De Bruyne, however the yeah. Belgians pronounce it, um, I just like the idea of him being around guys who can actually play and dish the ball competently. Imagine, imagine, imagine De Bruyne feeding the ball to Erling Haaland. That, that's game over right there. Jeez. I mean, that's what he's Yeah. <laughs> um, Alfonso Davies or Erling Holland, one on one. Who's winning? Hold on. It's gonna happen. It's just okay. man, that's speed versus speed right there. That would be a game. That'd be a game. Like Davies is is sick. It's like it's actually crazy that like Canada like produced an actual like good foot good football player. Like sure. it's just yeah. it's never, never really <laughs> happened. Like yeah. And his girlfriend's sick too, actually. She is sick. She is sick. Like, actually, that's the one thing. Canada's women's team is legit. So, yeah, like, yeah. I said Canada hasn't produced a good football player. I lied. Christine <laughs> Sinclair, she's, like, one of the best goal scorers ever. Sure. Canada women's soccer. I'm a big women's soccer, like, supporter. So. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's where it's at, man. Okay, so how about match attacks Holland? What are your thoughts? No. Okay. No. All right, whatever. Just Okay, so, like... If you know me, you know I'm a match attacks. All the people out there know that I'm a match attacks person. So let's. What's your problem so with match attacks? I, I totally get the like low. Okay, so I totally get the low cost. The Salzburg kit. Don't forget the Salzburg kit. Okay. Also, think about the pop count too. It's a low okay. pop count. Okay, so I totally get the investment piece, <laughs> like from like let's buy our penny stocks. <laughs> okay. Yeah. But like. When you just the match attacks, just those cards look so hideous. It's like it, they're just the ugliest looking cards. They are like meant for children, and that's fine. Kids get your dollar pack or but, but, but hold on, hold on though. Hold on. Take take a step back though. Think about think about the Holland sticker. What is the Holland sticker meant for? Meant for adult that's investors? That's a, that's a grail card. What are you talking about? <laughs> Soccer but it didn't start as a same thing with Pele. I mean, you know, some of his rookies that way it was it was used as a currency to get like groceries. Like you would exchange that for groceries in Brazil. I mean, that's I, the Brazilians need their groceries. <laughs> it's a Pele. I don't know, but do you know what? Like the uh, so you the, don't like the look at the Holland cards, huh? 
the, the match attacks. No, his look great. Okay. His look, <laughs> his look great. Okay. But the actual match attacks is just like, I just, I can't get over it. Like, and it's like the adrenaline cards too. And I do have some Mbappe adrenalines, but they, they look awful. They just okay. like aesthetically, like they look terrible. So if you're talking, like people are talking about how, you know, cards are, cards are, are modern day art in a lot of ways, which I totally get it. I can't look at a match attacks card and just be like, Oh my God. <laughs> wow. Wow. Yeah. Like people, are, you know, and, and the reason why people are investing in them is because that's literally all they are is like, there is, it's, there is an investment aspect to it. I see it, but like, I, I just don't believe in it long-term. Like right. I, they're mass produced, like even, you know, even the Chrome ones, like they're ugly cards. It's so here's, here, here's, here's, here's the thing though. So you, you hit it when you said they're, it's a, it's a kid's game, right? They're for kids. So with that in mind, they're handled like a kid's game too. So what I'm finding is that it's very rare to actually find these, these match text cards in good condition. And if you look at the grading reports, super low. I mean, if you want to look at like, let's say Killing Mbappe adrenaline card, which is not quite match text, but the same concept. I mean, that's a, the base card, the highest grade of that card is a PSA eight. Um, you could even look at other sports too, like, um, some of the players that come out in these sports illustrated stuff. So one of the players I'm looking at as an investment, yeah, are, you know, more or less players, what'd you say? Sports cards are cool though. Yeah. Well, so one of the people I'm looking at is, uh, is Simone Biles, right? Though, uh, Simone Biles, that, that, uh, her main rookie card, uh, mm-hmm. 2014 sports illustrated it, the highest grade of that is a PSA nine. And you have to believe that around certain times, you know, there's going to be at least an inc- somewhat of an increased demand for stuff like that. And I think once that happens, uh, I think I think the investment portion will really kick in. So, yes, I agree. And I hear a lot of people saying that, you know, it's overproduced. But but the thing is, I don't think it's overproduced in terms of condition. That That's my main argument against it. Yeah, you you so don't fair. really find good condition cards like that. So that's fair. And, and there's, there's a couple things to it. So one, like, yeah, if you're looking at a low cost of entry and, and if you're going to buy mass amounts of quantities or like, there's definitely, definitely upside from a pure investment standpoint, I do think there's a cap. I do think there's a cap. Like I, sure. I don't see unlimited potential. Now um, the other thing is, is like, if you look at like, you, it was on, I was, I was listening to one of your, one of your other episodes and I forget when they were talking about pop counts, I forget what the example was, uh, with your, I believe it was your last guest. And, and you were talking about the, it was a card that nobody, like it had a low pop count, but there was just no desire for it compared to the higher pop count. Uh, it's just, it's slipping my mind. I'm not sure. Um, that could be a lot it, of cards in the match. Yeah, no, I, I know, but, <laughs> but it's like, but it's like basically like, it's a supply and demand thing. And so there have to be demand at the, at the other end. Sure. And, and, um, and when, when you look at, I think at the end of the day, when you look at, let's just say it's a a first Halan card or a rookie card, if you want to, if you want to call it a match tax record, whatever, um, I think it's going to be okay. Can I afford the Bundesliga Chrome? Can I afford the finest? Can I afford the UCL Chrome? Can I afford the immaculate? blah, blah, blah. You're going to go down the list and eventually you're going to go through all those cards. You're going to go through 10 miles of shit. And then you're going to find the match attacks mm-hmm. at the bottom 
that guys might be able to, people might be able to afford. And that's great. That's great. There's money to be made there. I just don't want to, I truly believe that you should invest in things you like. And sure. for me, I just don't like it. Like, okay. I don't so like let's, it. let's, let's put it this way. If there was a 2018-19 match attacks, Holland card in graded form, good grade, how much would you like that card? <laughs> I wouldn't consider it a rookie card. Really? Okay. All right. Yeah. Because I, there, there's no, it's, it's just, it's a first card, but I don't think a first card is necessarily a rookie card. But then how about, then let's go back to stickers. So how is a match attacks card different than a sticker? Because stickers have significant historical context in the hobby. Okay. And match attacks do, I don't know exactly when they came out, but they can't be older than 15 years. 20 yeah. Years I think now. in the past, in the past, like almost around little, maybe a little around 20, 15, 20 years. Yeah. yeah. And Hey, maybe 20 years from now, things will be different. Like in terms of how I, I'm sure 20 years from now, 20 years from now, people will view the hobby much differently than today. It's just natural. Sure. Um, and just like, and you know, I think you bring up a good point with the SI for kids cards. Like, because, and, but I think that's more so for alternative sports because like, if you think about Simone Biles, there are no gymnastics cards. That sure. is the only card. Tiger Woods. <laughs> that is his first card well that's that's the point though erling holland if he had a 2018-19 match tax card but he doesn't and it's <laughs> the hypothetical if he did and, if he did and, and the and the mbappe adrenaline card for example it's not a rookie card it's 2017-18 sure. um not as so but he has that's the right kid the kit shit is the kit stuff is like the kid is shit right there. That's a quote the kit, right there. It is just the whole kit thing is is dumb, and, and I'll tell you why it's dumb in, in a couple minutes. Okay, or whenever we get into that. Um, but it's just I mean I guess like okay so obviously I'm coming from a completely unobjective position because I just I just hate the look of the card, and I yeah. think when you look like first of all cards are are all subjective in how we value. It's completely, it's a completely sure. subjective thing. Like if you like the look of a card, you're going to like the card. And if the market agrees subjectively that they like this card more, then it's going to be more valuable. Pele has several rookie cards, but everybody's settled on the Alifa Bolaget or however you pronounce it as his um, most popular one. I guess there's the 1957 one. Yeah, but there's one of them. There's one of them. Yeah, and of course, LA market will not make any decisions on that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, I mean, hey, maybe 20 years from now, the match attacks Holland in a Salzburg kit is going to be the most valuable card. I'm still not so so that. so I so I think here's my here's my prereqs for for Holland. I do yeah. think the kit matters because it's like if i'm going to put this i can put that let's say the the same concept to other sports right so let's say mickey mantle let's say mm -hmm. mickey mantle did not start with the yankees let's say he started um let's say he started with i don't know the braves and he had a he had a significant rookie card uh 
that came out with the Yankees, let's say it was, you know, his, I don't know, his 52 tops card, the one that sold for $5.2 million. Mm-hmm. But let's say prerequisite to that. I know it's tricky with Mickey Mantle because he actually did have an earlier card his 51 Bowman, but let's say he had a 50 Braves card. He hypothetically played for the Atlanta Braves. I think when you see that, well, no, let's say he had a 51 Braves card. Let's say he got traded in the middle of the season. They made a later Yankees card of his. I think when you're looking back, like historically, if we're going to see those two jerseys side by side, we're going to be like, okay, the Braves one is, is more valuable because it's earlier. Actually, let's give another one. So let's say Wayne Gretzky. Do you know who Wayne Gretzky is? <laughs> I'm joking. He absolutely, he's a hockey, he's a hockey fan. He absolutely knows who Wayne Gretzky is. Yeah. Um, so who did, who did, who was Wayne Gretzky's first professional team? The Indianapolis Razors. So let's say he had a legit, legit Razors card. Let's say it was, wasn't Opichi. Let's say it wasn't Tops. Let's say it was some other, mm-hmm. I don't know, some random obscure brand that actually came out then. There's a lot of fake stuff that comes around with, with him in that uniform, yeah, but it's yeah, not legit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's say it did happen. Let's say it was the same year. I think the market's preference would change. I think they'd be into the Razors card just because that's his earliest, his earliest kit. And I think, I think if, if Erling Holland is going to be an iconic player at some point, uh, and he's obviously an iconic player in his own right right now, but let's say he gets to the level of greatest striker of all time. Um, I think when people look at the cards from this year, they're going to look at both of those kits and just naturally you're going to be more inclined and drawn to the, um, to the, the Salzburg kit. Not to say that there isn't merit to the BVB kit. So another example would be Cristiano Ronaldo. You know, he has cards uh, of Manchester United and he has cards from, from, um, uh, what's which which is the Portuguese Portuguese team? Sporting. Sporting. Um, mm-hmm. We're drawn to the sporting stuff. This is the earliest kit, and given it's an earlier card too, but it's really I don't I don't I think I think the kit does matter when looking back on it historically. Right now, because it's in our face, you know, we're we're thinking our emotions are tied to it. We're thinking Erling Holland BVB. Uh, but I think when we take a few steps back, if he ends up being that transcendent iconic player. I think the taste of the market might change. And that's what I'm accounting for. Maybe at that point, maybe 10 years down the line, the market won't even matter because maybe the soccer card market won't even be a thing at that point. <laughs> Who knows? I hope not. But yeah, um, I know. But but I think um, but I think there is some I think there is something to say about it, you know. And, and it's not discrediting, I'm not I'm not discrediting at all anything anything in his BVB kit. Like I think I think the sapphire stuff is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the Bundesliga stuff is awesome. Um so, which brings us to the next question. So, I well, want you. To... I, I, I really want to touch on this. Yeah, if, sure. If you're, if you're okay with that. Yeah. Um, so, I think you bring up some very valid points, and I will. I will not argue that. Um, that there's not importance in the Salzburg kit. I, I do see the importance of it as his first. First of all, it's not his first professional team, but yeah. closer, closer to a good professional or a better professional league in the context of his rookie year, we can say the context of his rookie year. So these, we touched on so many points. So I want to try and keep this as concise as possible. Um, In baseball, we'll start with baseball. Every baseball player starts in the minor leagues Mm -hmm. and that's professional baseball. If there was a Mickey Mantle card, I don't know where I don't know which minor league team he played for. Mm-hmm. He probably played for a few. Um, whatever team he played for would have been his first professional teams. Mm-hmm. The Austrian Bundesliga is technically a minor league. 
in the context of European football. Okay. Okay. You know, like it's not one of the big five. I understand. Yeah. Okay. But they play in Champions League. That's the only reason why he's in the Champions League top's finest set, obviously. Sure. Okay. So in baseball, you have um, you have minor leagues. So if he did have an earlier card, I, I don't think it would be worth more than the 52 tops or the, or the 51 Bowman or whatever. Okay. Because sure, it's pro, it's minor league. Now I know baseball is different than soccer, two completely different things. Um, getting to, uh, getting back to hockey with Gretzky, he played for the Indianapolis racers and the Edmonton Oilers in the same year of his rookie of his first professional season. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't know this. If they don't follow hockey, that was in the WHA, the world hockey association. His first season in the NHL, he did not win rookie of the year because he was not a rookie. The 1979 ADO card, which sold, sold for a million dollars or whatever, is really a second-year card. Hmm. It's not his rookie card. Uh, if, you want to call, if, if you want to talk about his first year, second year, it's not a rookie card. So sure. it's how the market perceives things. The WHA was a – people probably don't know this. It was a league that was around for seven years. It folded – the NHL absorbed his team, among others. Sure. So the NHL matters. Um, but does it? Does he have a card that exists for the from the WHA from from that year in the context in the time that it actually came out? You know what I'm saying? Like in the whatever. Yeah. Event, no, I know, but, right. So so, but the, and that's why it's his first card that is his most popular card. But it's with his second team, and nobody bats sure. an eye, and nobody bats an eye. Now with Holland, no. just to circle back to soccer. So now let's just to touch on the Ronaldo that was released a year earlier. So it's not a fair comparison with the Manchester United and the sporting, the Portuguese league's a legit league. Like it's a, it's a good league. And it was his first card. Now with Holland, he played for two teams in one year, technically his quote unquote rookie year. It was not his rookie year. Mm-hmm but it was his first year at a big level. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to say, if you want to say that now, because soccer is so con so complex with how it works. Um, if you count the Salzburg as his rookie year, then you have to count the Bay Bay as his rookie year. It was the same season. And I'm not saying you have to value what I'm, I'm not sure. saying one is more valuable than the other. Yeah. But you can't say that one's a rookie and one isn't. No, that's, so that's I, I, I agree yeah. with you. But for me, so I know you, I know you think that, and I, I know, I know that's your thinking, but I know a lot of people don't think that. And I think that's just, it, it makes no sense. Sure. So if, if we're talking about rookie, yes, I agree. So rookie year for me is the, the context of their first release, whatever cards are coming out with, within that year, I consider rookie cards. And I think that's a typical American way to view it, especially North American as well. Mm. Um, in terms of, I'm more thinking down the line in terms of value in the earliest kid thing Mm -hmm. and the market will prove one way or another i think i think so going back to the wayne gretzky thing yeah i agree that's not technically his rookie year although you could consider his rookie card because that's his first card that came out i think if he had a razor's card that would be in consideration too it would be a crazy high price point and i think 
I think it would I think it would hold up some value. I think that um, the kit does matter from just a symbolic point of view, even though, yes, you're exactly correct. Is that his first professional kit? No, it's not his first professional kit. But I think that the, I think generally in terms of like trends in the market, the market would show some value to that. And it's tricky though, because, because like, if you're, if, if you're like a prominent rookie, a hot prospect rookie, you know, you're not going to move to another team. You're not going to get transferred necessarily. And well, actually, no, I, I take that back in soccer. You see that a lot, but in sure. other sports, I don't see it as much. Um, so for me too, like getting even to basketball, Luka Doncic, what's his rookie year. That's another complicated thing too. So that, and that, and that, and that was, so a guy like Doncic is a great example because he has Ray, he does have Real Madrid cards. Yeah, he does. He, he does. does. And they're not as valuable as his Dallas Mavericks stuff. See, so that's that's relative, right? So if you look at the pricing of, let's say, the um, the EuroLeague, let's say 1617 card, the upper deck one, the going rate for that, a BGS 9.5 is going to go for like three to $4,000 mm-hmm. uh, compared to compared to the PSA 10 Prism Luka Doncic card. If we're just talking about like the standard cards. Sure, yeah. Gonna go, I think the going rate for that is $1,400 now. I think you you did see that flip flop in time as people look more into it and they realize the scarcity of the product and also the the, the date of the product. It's kind of flip flop. What I'm interested mm-hmm. in, Luka Doncic has a fifteen sixteen card. Okay. It's I saw it online and I went, what? He has a fifteen sixteen card. It's a sticker or card. I'm not even quite sure what it is. It was selling for five thousand. I'm pretty sure it's not in the market anymore. But that's the stuff that makes me wonder too. But anyway, I I see for me like if I'm talking about Luka Doncic rookie. I'm, I'm always going to give it to Real Madrid. <laughs> it's crazy. But I think the market would, but I think the market actually would agree to an extent. Cause I mean, think about BGS nine, five going for 3000 going versus the, the prism, the prism uh, going PSA 10 going for, for 1400. But I think part of that too, is just the saturation of that market, <laughs> like 25,000 yeah. cards well, graded at Luka Doncic, you know? And here's another thing that people probably don't consider in the soccer world too much. I don't know if they consider it. I'm just saying that. Mm-hmm. But a rookie in the NBA is a rookie in the NBA. They don't count it as a, his professional basketball rookie year. Mm-hmm. If it's his first year in the NBA, he's a rookie. Yeah. So like he, it's like in baseball. It's like when Ichiro gets to the Major League Baseball at age of 27, wins rookie of the year, he's already put up 1,200 hits in Japan in sure. a professional league. Now so he's not a professional baseball rookie he's yeah 10 year he's a 10 year vet i but want to know the price points on the ichiro I've, I've baseball cards some, from japan expensive. i've looked at i've looked into some of his japanese stuff and and they're expensive now the truth has been exposed you looked into it because you agree <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Uh, well no but uh <laughs> well actually in base in in baseball i would say that um I do think that the Japanese league is a, it's a legit professional league, obviously not on par with, uh, with major league baseball, but it's probably closer to major league baseball than the Austrian Bundesliga is to the German Bundesliga. I want to say though, if, if Salzburg, if you're saying though Salzburg is playing in the equivalent of a minor league, that's, I mean, awful. that's, that's a, that's a dang good minor league team. <laughs> Salzburg, yeah, oh yeah. Salzburg tears it up in European competition sometimes. That's a darn good European uh, like minor league team, if that's the case. Well, look at their name, Red Bull. You know how much <laughs> money is behind that team? 
It's true. Like it's true. the, um, and it's the team in Salzburg was not always Red Bull. I mean, that's a recent last 20 years thing or yeah. last 15 years thing. Salzburg was never a big team in Austria. It was the Viennese teams were the biggest teams. Mm-hmm. Like, so Red Bull just came in made it a quasi farm club in a lot of ways to Leipzig or another way to promote their brand. Cause it's an Austrian company. Mm-hmm. So for salt, you know, but really like nobody goes to the games. Like mm-hmm. they don't get, they, they only sell out in, in big games and derby games or sure. like wow. some of those, some, like I guarantee you, like if you ask, like a, let's just say like a competent soccer fan to name as many teams they could in the Austrian league, Salzburg, that's it. <laughs> a few like, others. There's a few others. Maybe five teams. I could probably name a few more because I collected those damn stickers. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably have a lot of expertise. Yeah. But uh, you know, so they're a great team in a bad league. Mm-hmm. And which is fine, which is fine. I love the European, I, I love the whole idea of domestic leagues and internet and the UEFA competitions, I think it's awesome. And it's cool when you see um, Bayern Munich play some trash team from Belgium. It's awesome. It's great. Like, but at the end of the day, it's always the big boys who, who end up in the final four and are playing for the, uh, you know, playing for the Champions League final. Like, like Salzburg. <laughs> Leipzig, was, Leipzig was in the finals. Oh, that's right. Leipzig. That's right. That's right. Um, Salzburg made it to the round of, I think they made it around at 16. Yeah, yeah, they did, actually. Because yeah. early, yeah. piled up goals. Of course. How else, man? There you go. Hey, uh, Casey, I've really enjoyed you uh, being on your show, on the show and kind of talking about, you know, your your history, your background, your views on soccer card stickers, uh, you know, talking about Holland quite a, in a bit of detail and your love and passion for his stuff. That is awesome. Uh, is there anything else that you wanted to share uh before before we before we go and also how we can contact you with questions or comments via instagram or any other social media platform uh yeah i mean additional comments uh i mean as i probably have too much to say and, and not enough time so um <laughs> I'll, I'll let i'll let the interview speak for itself um i anybody who for some reason wants to hit me up and I'm sure a lot of people will. You just get Ask ready. Me. Get ready, dude. Be oh, careful. Be careful. I am, I am ready for some from for some some a lot of whatever to slide into my DMs. Um, <laughs> well, a lot of whatever to slide into your yeah. DMs. But, hopefully, okay. you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you know, hopefully, you're a babe if you're sliding in there. But um, <laughs> no, I'm getting taken, girlfriend here. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram at. Uh, in underscore Holland underscore we underscore trust. I think that's my handle. Uh, that's about it. I don't want people like contacting me on my other shit. So <laughs> stay away, except for Instagram. All right. But well, uh, hey. yeah, no, Danny, I just want to say thank you for having me. I mean, it like this, it's been fun to uh, chop it up here. It's, oh, it's been uh, great. I, I think you, uh, I, I really like the content you produce and, uh, and think you got, you know, I think like no pun intended but i really think you approach you know things very logically and and it's a it's a smart way of of approaching the hobby it's it's really good stuff i i appreciate that dude i appreciate it all right well thanks a lot and uh we will talk to everyone next time